Hello and welcome to The Chambers. I'm your host, Tony Keats, and this is a podcast about municipal issues. Issues we all need to talk about. On today's podcast, we will be chatting about one, if not one of the biggest issues in our province, healthcare, from emergency room closures to doctor retention and recruitment. And I'll have my guest on, Mayor Steve Crew from the town of Hermitage, Sandyville, with me to have that chat. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Mayor Crew. Hello, Mayor Crew, and welcome to the Chambers. Thank you, sir. Uh, just let everybody know uh, you're the mayor of Hermitage, Sandyville, and that's on the southern coast of Newfoundland and Labrador. Beautiful area. And I think you've got a population around 450 residents. Is that right, Steve? That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's approximately what we have right now. Yeah. And down in that area, down on the south coast, um, especially in the area that where you live and in Hermitage and out in that, around that way, I think it's around eight to 9,000 residents in total, I do believe. Yeah, roughly around that. Yeah, around that, according to the census anyway. Yeah. Before we get into, you know, the, the, the topic we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, what's, what's some of the positives in your community, Steve? Uh, the biggest positive that we have down here, I guess, for the last 10 years and have been growing ever since is that we have uh, a big aquaculture industry uh, in my town. Cook Aquaculture is set up in my town here. they got the fish plant and they got offices and farms and, and about, I don't know, 200 workers, I guess, all together. could be a few less than that or a few more because every day it changes with our iron people all the time. So that's, that's what keeps us going down there. That's our, you know, our, was where we, you know, help uh with the, the taxes and everything. I mean, people got, most people down there got two vehicles. One time they couldn't afford one. Now most of them, they works two jobs with the agriculture. And uh, like I say, a lot of change since the, uh, to fit the old fishery, I guess, into the new uh, salmon fishery. A lot of, a lot of change since, since then. And uh, like I say, we're, we're, if it wasn't for agriculture, I don't suppose we would exist down this way. Only be, it'd be uh, senior citizens and that. Uh, and a few of us has left over down there working. But other than that, that's that's what keeps us going down there right now. Yeah, I, I think, you know, most of us in rural Newfoundland, you know, we, we, we try to do what we can, especially, you know, we, we, can, we can get industry coming in our community that, that can employ some of our residents or most of our residents is, is a godsend, to be honest with you, right? Exactly. I mean, we're to the point where I was talking to the plant manager uh, the other day, and they're actually thinking about bringing in foreign workers for September. So that's, I've never heard of that before in the, in this area, but it's yeah. a most- because you got an aging workforce, and every time they close down for a few months, because now all the salmon is uh, is doing what they had growing, and it's all produced and sent away. So every year, just around this time, it closes for a couple of months, and of course, more people uh, turn sixty-four or whatever. Some other people leave and go somewhere else. So they're looking at you know bringing in temporary foreign workers. So that's that's going to be different for us too. But that's just the, the way it is right now, right? Yeah. So, so how many years, Steve, do you have on council right now? This this year in September will be my twentieth year. Wow, time goes so fast, eh? Yeah, I joined when I was twenty three, and I'm forty four now. <laughs> almost half my life on council. Yeah, I hear you, boy. You know, this is my <laughs> third year on council now, and and I got yeah. out. When I was twenty four, twenty five. You go right. So yeah, but time goes so fast, right? But you know, we do it because you know we we want to get some stuff done for our community and and make yeah. our communities better. That's that's why I got involved, and for sure, that's involved, exact right? same reason, Tony, and I still like I say I'm involved when almost every. Every group down there, because most of them want to get on. Of course, you you've been there that long, and you know, I mean, you, you try to do what you can. I wouldn't have been in the Lonely Slum now four or five years. I put it off and put it off till they needed people, but I was so busy with the town and stuff, I really couldn't spread myself 
no offender, but when I saw that they needed help, I, so I joined. So I'm the vice president of that now after four years. So I told that they we had an election the other night and they asked somebody nominated for president. And I told them that uh, <laughs> divorce was too expensive, so yeah. I had I had to decline. <laughs> uh, Steve, uh, you know, I think the main conversation that we're going to be having tonight is is about um, you know where the, the the most challenging thing that our, our yep. community dealing with right now and i think that's you know uh, our healthcare system and uh, you know emergency rooms and our ambulance services all, all included um you know the newfoundland government uh and the new health accord uh group just came out uh, you know they, they were yep. co-chaired by dr uh, uh parfrey and, and and elizabeth davis uh, they came out with a 10-year health transformation uh, you know, and in that report, you talk about population changes and sustainability and, and what the climate got to do with, you know, our healthcare and the impacts of COVID-19 that was, you know, that we're, we're feel, feeling the effect of. And, and for sure, we're going to feel the effect of that for the next, you know, several years, to be honest with you. Yeah. The health and the economy. Uh, governance was one of the big things. Uh, but, Steve, I know you've been in the news lately and uh, so have other um, uh, prominent mayors uh, in yep. New Labrador talking about what's going on in their region you know and we heard from mayors across the province such as you know Mayor Ballard up in Flowers Cove they talked about you know the loss of doctors and the emergency services in the area so Steve I want to get you on tonight and I know as you you know you reached out to me to talk about yep. the emergency uh, you know where we're to right now especially in your area uh, I think the biggest thing for you guys is that you know, you've got to travel that big distance, uh, especially for ambulance services. If yeah. your, your hospital or emergency rooms are closed down, you've got a two and a half or a two hour drive yeah. uh, up to uh, Grand Falls, Windsor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to chat about that a little bit and, and what you feel yeah. affects off? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think that's where we need to, we need to go right now. And uh, we need, you know, is a is a big concern. Like I, I, I mean, I, I spoke to uh, CBC uh, on the on the matter and I told them, like, this time of year. It's not as bad, but if we get into the fall and we still got the exact same, re, you know, same problem, the winter, the winter driving is horrible down there, especially if you get a winter where there's snow. Last winter now, we didn't get a lot of snow, but we got this place down there, uh, what we call the high country. When you get in towards, uh, almost into Con River, it's really high up. Mm-hmm. The high country out there becomes impassable most times, especially late in the night. There's no, we don't have 24 hour snow clearing. So, there's going to be nights where they're not even going to get up there. I mean, and then you won't have them stuck probably on the oil country and you won't have them worried about them. And, and not only, you know, the ambulance, but the patients and anybody else that's, you know, trying to, what an emergency, trying to get up there from, you know, from all over. So, I mean, uh, we're open. This will be all straight away before September, or not before September, but four to fall. I hope it's straight away next month. But, is you know, it's a scary situation when you sit and sit back and think about it. That can actually get worse, you know, I mean, after the, once the fall come, right? That's right. Yeah. And I know like then in your area, when you were talking about, you know, uh, I, I think the plan was for when, when the emergency uh, rooms closing in your area, I think, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think they're, they're, they travel out to um, um, uh, Beta Spear or some, somewhere out in Arbor Britain, probably, is it? Yeah. yeah. And, and if, if they got to be assessed there, then they got to travel to Grand Falls, Windsor, which is like that two hour drive. Or, That's right. That's a two hour know. drive this time of year. On a yeah. good, but I mean, winter time you can be three or four hours, right? Trying to get up there, especially at, especially after eight, you know, after after supper, right? It's That's right. Hot when trucks come off the roads and that, and then you get a storm in. They got to go if they're on a full diversion. You can't. Is there enough getting to Arab Britain most nights then, right? But getting to Grand Falls, I'm telling you, that's going to, you know, 
put exactly. a different situation all together then, right? And we're that's they say it's in the back of my mind every day, like praying to God that you know it'll get sex long before then, but you know, we don't know, right? That's right. You don't uh, know. Yeah, Steve, it just came out today in the news that, you know, 125,000 uh, residents in, in our province, and especially in central Newfoundland and, and in the rural communities, are without family doctors. And saying that, you know, we see doctors leaving rural Newfoundland, you know, on a monthly, even a weekly basis, to be honest with you. But Steve, what can we do to slow that down or even stop it or from happening as, as we as mayors or as our communities? You know, what, what can we do? Tony, I, I've, I've been sitting, you know, in, I drive a lot. Like I say, I work for a telecommunications company, so I'm always thinking because I'm by myself and I drive for hours on end. And, and, and you sit back and think, like, you know, what can we do to change? Like, you know, like in Ever Britain is where the hospital is, too. And, like, there's almost everything down there that you would want. Like, you know, there's an arena, there's a gym, there's Robins, there's, you know, I mean, there, there's restaurants. But, you know, I, I don't know. I've asked, like, uh, you know, the hospital staff, I've asked doctors and stuff, and mostly what they want is family. That's the biggest, you know, that's the most thing. They want their own family, and I think, like, with all the red tape now, is there to get their families to come and get, you know, I mean, get into uh, Canada and, and Newfoundland. And so, I mean, what do we do if, you know, if they, they need to be with their families, they're only going to come stay three or four months and get their training or whatever and then leave. Like, I don't know what else we can offer other, you know, to, you know, especially to the people that's from the foreign countries. Now, people that's from, say, you know, Newfoundland or, or, you know, Canada, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Tony, honestly, God, I, I, don't, I don't know what else we can offer. I mean, we, we got nothing to do with the money or, or, you know what I mean? But all we can do is, like, you know, just, you know, ask them what, what you know, is there anything they're missing and they need and try to provide it. You know what I mean? I, it, it's hard to do that when you're living, you know, you're working on a, a tight budget anyway. But, I mean, you need to keep these doctors, you know, happy. So, I mean, you, you try to do what you can. But, like you say, depending on what we could do, like, I, I, you know, I don't know. Is that is an area question to answer? It, it is. It is. Right? I know oh, we, we've been asked a question several yeah. times. Yeah. Just to be, you know, a very accommodating uh, community, one that's friendly, one that's, you know, we can put, you know, uh, uh, playgrounds and we can do stuff for yeah. kids and we can make sure the schools are accommodating, that kind of yeah. thing. That's right. And that's the part, you know, that, that we look at, you know, when we look at what, what do we have to offer, uh, you know, but, you know, you know, the, one of the bigger pictures is, you know, we all live in rural Newfoundland. Exactly. Anyway, you know, the, 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 the ones that's affected the most, yeah. uh, but we see ch people making choices probably, you know, on, 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 on their lives and especially yeah. when healthcare. And we see people moving into larger centers, especially from rural Newfoundland. I, I mean, I've lost, you know, seniors to, to other communities uh, because they want to be closer to medical needs and to the hospitals and that stuff, right? Exactly. Oh, they want to be where the resources are to, to cover, yeah. right? And it makes sense, right? I mean, what, what can you know? I mean, what can you do about that? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it got to be scary for you know most seniors now sitting at home and they're in their seven days and saying, look, you know, we got no doctor and we got to go to Grand Falls, so it's probably better if we move in the home in there and we're there, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't have that burden. We don't have that worry, right? That's right. You know, Younger, yeah. I mean, another thing, like we got all these agriculture workers down there, Tony. One thing is caught or hurt, and they're on full diversion. I mean, we got divers. They got a dive team that dives every day, Monday to Friday, some days on the weekends. All depends on how busy they are. And I mean, these divers get the bins in that, right? So, uh, you know, you you got these companies looking at it saying, mm, should we be going down there? You know what I mean? Like, so we we you know we need to get this fixed right before it gets any worse. Because I mean, we don't need these agriculture companies saying, you know what is 
it's too big of a challenge for us to, to be down there and there's a, too much of a liability. Because, right. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, yes, if they get the bins, they're going to have to go to St. John's anyway. But, you know, they get that treatment right at the hospital first in Aberbritton, and then they decide, you know what I mean? But right now, you're, I mean, you're going to depend on a paramedic and an EMR or what, or, you know what I mean? Could be sometimes there's only two EMRs. And That's they right. got to be ready to, you know what I mean, to, to treat that person or persons or whatever. And uh, like you say, it, it's, it's scary every way you look at it, right? It affects, every, it affects everybody. It do. It do. Uh, Steve, you know, the Premier, uh, Premier Fury uh, said recently that the virtual appointments and the uh, collaborative care is a part of the solution. Uh, yep. And there's no quick fix to our uh, our problems as a healthcare system. It's, it, it's you know, slow, steady. We've got to make sure what we're doing, make sure we're doing it right. Uh, he even said that the uh, healthcare system is broken. And we I think we all know that it's broken. And, and, and we all... We all come to the plate saying that you know we're here to help make sure that that we have a healthcare system that's that's workable, uh, that's affordable. To be honest with you, yes, uh, something that we you know we can all use. And we know that there's going to be changes uh, that we need to make as residents and 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 as a province to make sure that you know everybody is accommodated, especially when it comes to healthcare, and to make sure family you know that we get family doctors. And I think that's the key that we we need to make sure there's family doctors for for uh, our residents in our province. Uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, telemedicine and telehealth and, and, and the, the visual stuff, uh, the virtual ER and the, the, uh, the temporary closures at some of critical care and hospital sites in, in Newfoundland, you know, uh, do you think that's, that's, that's part of the, the solution is, is, you know, to go that way? Yeah, uh, and, and uh, you know, I've been on a committee, uh, a community advisory committee with Central Health for the last two years, ever since COVID came in, and we kept at it because it was all virtual. And we, we discussed every option in the book. Hey, we, that was long before we, we didn't think we were going to have any doctors, because right at the time, we came up with a, 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 pro, a solution to have five doctors down here. Mm-hmm. And what, they were going to, like, wherever there's a clinic. Like, I got a clinic here in Armitage. There's one here. There's one in... Uh, in Fortune Bay, well, there's, there's a you know hospital, another hospital, well, it is a hospital, I guess, up to St. Albans. And what they were going to do, they were going to rotate, right? So that a doctor would come into the town, you know what I mean, probably once a month. They would all rotate, but different doctors, they'd have their own turn and whatnot, right? And, right. You know, and this virtual care thing was probably, you know, kind of uh, if we need it. Yeah. But within two years, it came to, is all we got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. So it changed over those two years that fast that you know what i mean where they're still trying to hire these five doctors i mean but right now we need we need one we got you know i mean we don't even have one so uh you know the sort of virtual care piece has been you know it has been working in ever britain uh the paramedics you know have taken patients down and of course they go in and they've done the virtual care and a lot of times they find it really good because most of the times it's only for the doctor to you know get the nurse to do this or do that and at least you don't have to go all the way to grand falls right sure. so because a lot of times that's all you got to go up there for is get a needle or, or get an x-ray or whatever, right? So it has really been working well, uh, you know, since they've been using it there. I know on the Labrador coast, that that's what they use, right? They yeah. got a schedule and, and it's been working great up there as well, right? Yeah. So, no, I mean, yes, there is some times where you, I mean, you're going to need to see a doctor in person or whatever, but at least it's an option, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's got to be a big part of the plan, right, going yeah. forward. I, I don't see how else we're going to get away with it living in these rural areas because i mean getting doctors to come here and stay here into the future i'm telling you it's not gonna be easy no it's not, not, no, no. not gonna be easy. No. 
Uh, Steve, we, you know, we, we, we've seen some changes. Uh, nurse practitioners, I think, is, is one of the big ones that, that you know, came on uh, within the last few years, uh, yep. especially, you know, when in rural Newfoundland. Um, do you think we're using those to, to their full potential or do you think there's enough in the system? Uh, no, uh, listen, um, we got a great nurse practitioner down here. I mean, we call, we go to the hospital and they ask who our family doctor is. We give her, her her name because that's all we've had for the last five, six years down there. I mean, and she's great, right? Yes. But I mean, the problem I got with it, she's only one person. So what's going to happen? She's going to get burned out, right? So if we don't bring more nurse practitioners in to help her, and not only that, I mean, these people, that these nurse practitioners, they're down to their last four or five years and they're going to be gone. That's right. right? So if we don't bring in, you know, you know, people to help them out now, more nurse practitioners to help, help alleviate a lot of, you know, the people that they're seeing. I mean, I was talking to, I had an appointment the other night at six o'clock with a nurse practitioner over the phone. I just needed medication refill. Right. But she had been there since 830, mm-hmm. right? So now she was into, you know, doing doing appointments after supper, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're only, you know, they're going to get burned out. And as for, like, are we using them to their full potential, I guess down here we are right now because they're the doctor, right? Yeah. That's true. You know I mean? They don't get a chance to, because I mean, this nurse practitioner on Saturdays, I've seen her put off PAP clinics here, diabetic clinics here, and she's doing that like in, in every town. They got a clinic, Gauntlet's McCallum, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. they got clinics out there as well. So, I mean, we, but right now they can't do all that stuff if they're the doctor, you know what I mean? Like they're the ones taking all the appointments because yeah. there's nobody else there. So, like, <laughs> I, t- I tell you, is it, you know, yeah, and it comes back to what you said. I mean, if we, if we keep depending on them and they're the yeah. only that's there in the system that's 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 relieving the doctors yeah. or, or that's filling in, in that gap, you yeah. know, we're to do the same thing to them that we done to the doctor that was there. Exactly, one hundred percent, right? I mean, and well, what can you do? They're only they're only human too, right? I mean, that's they, right. They there as well. I mean, especially when you you're looking at every resident. I'll say, uh, you know. Hermitage, Arbor, Britain, Seoko, Gotlas, and McCallum, Round Counter, Pulsco, they're all looking as urged as the family doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they got nobody else. There is nobody else. Right now, we get nurse practitioners, I know, come down, you know what I mean, from time to time yeah. uh, on the Alp out and stuff, right? But I mean, if you say family doctor, if you say nurse practitioner down here, any resident is going to say, you know, not including Con River and Bade Spirit, they're going to say, Love right it. Right, because that's the only one that they really know. They know that you know there's people up saying that was that coming in, but she's the the one constant person in the Aberdeen Hospital, right? Right, yeah. You know, so that's my fear that they're going to get burned. They're going to leave because they can't. Right, and that is a fear, Steve, when it comes to our our communities, right? Uh, In uh, the provincial government is setting up collaborative care clinics, Steve, around province. Uh, You know, some uh, I think there's on the Avalon, Central, Western, and and up northern places of that area. And and the model sees various healthcare professionals working together as a team within those uh, collaborative care clinics. Yeah. Uh, government just put aside $6 million to expand the need uh, for collaborative care clinics. Yeah. And in your interview with CBC, I think you said something about, you know, uh, about those sites and hoping to, to get one down in your area, uh, you know. And But in, in, in the interview, you said that, uh, you know, your, your community and your area is on the edge right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know what it means, but do you want to elaborate on when, when you said that, especially when it came to the collaborative care uh, clinics part of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we had one of those, you know, like, and that's what I was talking to you about Ebony's five doctors. I, I think that, you know, that was going to be uh, exactly what it was going to be was a collaborative care clinic. And they might be in the same clinic all the time, but because of our, you know, 
the geography in that down there, it would make more sense that they go to, you know, the different clinics and, uh, and work out of them. But, uh, you know, right now we don't have any doctors so establishing a, a collaborative uh, clinic down here it is going to be it's going to, you know it's going to be hard right so if we could get one of those yes would it be a lot better 100 percent. i mean it would be i mean right now you doctors in st albums i mean that's another hour and a half of drive from where i'm to yeah. right now right i mean it go, you know it goes in towards you're closer to grand falls but like you know i mean for them they they were coming to Aber Britain, so they had to drive an hour, and so uh, you know what I mean to Aber Britain first because they couldn't go to Grand Falls, but now they're on full diversion to Grand Falls uh, when they are. Well, that's where they go, right? That's right. But, but I mean, the part of being on age is like we got so many seniors down there, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm on the ambulance committee down there. I mean, the ambulances down there don't stop. I mean, one time we had ambulance down there. If she left, if she moved once or twice a week, I mean, it was a big thing. That's now right. she's doing three times a day. But yeah. if they got to go Grand Falls, they're only going to be able to make one trip. If they got to come back and then get, you know, somebody else is sick and go again. So when they come back, they're done. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're beat out. So then you got to have somebody else ready to go yeah. just to give them a break. Right? So now we need more EMRs, more paramedics. So, like, the situation just keeps getting worse and worse because you're going to need more healthcare prof- you know, professionals to try to keep this going. Right? So it, it puts you on ease because you're wondering if it's going to work. Now, if the EMRs gets burned out and the paramedics gets burned out, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, that's because they're, cry- they're crying from everywhere else, right? So, and if they go somewhere else, perhaps they would have a better life. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be as busy. They wouldn't be, you know. So you you got to be scared all the time that somebody I'm going to get a call and say, you know, somebody's leaving, right? And they were going to fail that. So like it just keeps you know pawing up and pawing up. You know, it's hard to sleep night time sometimes, right? It, it do, it do. Uh, I know, you know, Central Health just came out there. I think is you know within the last few weeks or a couple weeks when they were when they were closing down. Uh, emergency rooms and 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 services because uh, you know of doctor shortages, uh, and they said you know at that time uh, even trying to get a locum to come in, uh, you know fill in for those doctors it's it's hard because you know they're 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 they don't have a big calling list right? No, that's right, exactly. You know I mean, we got doctor that you never written now. He's staying until the end of June, right? But he's already told like told the council there because they had a meeting one other night just discussed with doctor like what you know I mean what could they do or whatnot right. But he just told him, like, once he's done in June, he's not coming back because he wants to be with his family. That's right. right? And he's having trouble, like, you know, they're having trouble getting the family over there. And, you know what I mean? And they got to be hired. I mean, you know, and be be the same as us. I mean, you know, you want to be with your family, right? And, like, say, you know, they live different lives and that. But they want, you know, they want some of their people living, you know, living with them and being there. So, I mean, like he told him, once he's he's done there, you know, he he, he don't think he'll be back anymore. You know what I mean? So, but thank God he's here now, right? Yes. So, I mean, it just, like say, when you hear that stuff, you're like, well, what are we supposed to do about that? Right. You know, yeah. you know, cause we got no control over this red tape. Right. That's right. So, you know, and the College of Physicians, you know, you know, made it a little harder. And because, I mean, uh, th- this doctor said he could have three or four of his buddies there, but they just can't get here because of the way the doctor, the College of Physicians, you know, what they do now. And, you know, I mean, I think they got written an exam and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just a no- it's one hurdle after another. Just, you know, try to get in there. Right. Yeah, I know. And the recruitment and the retention, you know, uh, that oh. just came out with, you know, the, the new programs. You yep. know, it came out with several, you know, the bursary programs and, yep. and the family practice uh, renewal programs uh, and, and and trying to get, you know, doctors in and get them interested. You know, I think the, the amounts for, for one of the uh, the programs, I think it was the medical residential bursary programs, uh, was in the range of 25000 to 90000 for a three-year return of service. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and the other one was $7,500 uh, bursary for four year medical university, medical students. Right. That's right. Yeah. So trying to get them in there and, and, and get them into our rural communities, uh, you know, and, 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 and do their, you know, working terms and, and, and make sure they, you know, they're not going to be burned out, but uh, hopefully, you know, we can, we can do something to, uh, to uh, better recruit and better retain what, you know, the positions that we got and the ones that we need. Yeah. And I mean, you, you keep hearing that they're not coming to Newfoundland because they get paid more elsewhere. So, I mean, yeah. Can, and, and the other thing is like, uh, I mean, we got nurses down in, in Ever Britain is they're leaving, they're going, you know, they're going to, to the East coast and stuff. So it's like, we're, you know, we're pitting East Eastern against central now. And then you got Western, right? I mean, and I'm Premier Fury, Fury told us there at the meeting that, you know what I mean, is hopefully with just one health care that you won't be doing that, right? Because no. everybody would be on the same page. I mean, he told he told us that for hip replacement, there's for Western, Central, and Eastern, there's three different prices. Yeah. Like, boy, is this, you know, the, the province is paying for all of it. So, boy, are there three different prices for a hip replacement That's in these three different places? It don't make sense. It don't. But you can see, boy, they're going to, you know, one health, you know, health uh, board, right? I mean, if, if they're going to save all that money, but at least then we don't have to worry about, okay, well, they're going to call from St. John's now and offer more to the people that's down in our area to get them to come in there. That's right. Just pitting one, you know, pitting one against the other. And I mean, that's, it's hard enough to keep what you got, but if they're going to be able to make more, you know, offer than Central and it's the same government, it don't make sense. No, it don't. It don't, right? No. It makes sense. And that's three different companies is one, right? <laughs> you know, so hopefully that'll, I mean, you know, that's what's going on right now. I mean, you know they're they're making offers. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I'm hearing that there's nurses in Everbritton now that are going to Twenty Gate on the weekends and they're getting paid for their mollies and overtime, mm-hmm. right? So if they're going up there, then that means there's, those nurses are not in Everbritton, right? Right. So you know everybody's getting lured in a different way, but it's the same elf. You know, it's the same elf force. You know, it, it's, it's the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, but there's they got three different ways of paying people and stuff. Like it don't make sense. That's right. right. You know, well, that, that all changed, Steve. When, 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 oh, the- exactly. Me too. Cause I mean, at least then, while you know, whatever you're getting paid in St. John's, you're getting paid in Ever Britain or Gander, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't, you know, everybody should be getting the same if you're, you got the same employer, right? You know what I mean? Unless you're a vice president or, you know what I mean? But if you're a nurse or whatever, I mean, to me, they should all be getting the same, right? Exactly. And that, you know, I mean, not luring them away from here so that, you know, I mean, being there make more money, yeah. right? Don't make sense. We all know we all know the status quo is not is not good enough for you know for our residents and our communities and and you know we you know we're we're experiencing you know a, a medical burnout uh, like you said, um, but Steve before you leave us but what's what's one of the things that you know that you would like to get across and and to make sure that you know the ones that that you know make the decisions uh, what would you like for them to hear? Uh, when it comes to central wealth, I mean I know that they've probably been they're sick of listening to me because I've been talking over two years. And when we have these meetings every two weeks, they always ask, do, uh, do I have something to say? Because I usually do, because well, I mean, I'm in every town almost every week. So I hear everybody. Right. And what they need to realize is that, you know, we're just as important as the people anywhere else on this Island, as it, whether it be, you know, urban or rural. And we need them to realize that, you know, we deserve the best health care, as somebody in Grand Falls or Gander or, you know, Corner, but whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, gallbladder problem in Irmides is the same as the gallbladder problem in uh, Grand Falls. But we just need to know from them that, you know, and I know they are. I mean, like I say, I, 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 we have a meeting every two weeks and they're working diligently to, to recruit, recruit doctors and uh, nurses and, and whoever else we need. But I just need them to know that, 
I mean, we're like we're one of the busiest places on the Oiland Dander right now. So of the overpasses, that's what I always say because we are. When you got thirteen or fourteen transport trucks a day coming and going in this little town of four hundred fifty people, I mean, it's you know it, it tells how busy we are. I mean, other day we were calling an industrialized town. I've never heard it before. <laughs> or to call it, but it's exactly what we are, right? Yes. I mean, we're a busy place. I mean, everybody's working there. Like, I mean, when you're talking about getting foreign workers, it's not because people here don't want to work. Everybody's working. And yep. if you want to work, you, you you can get a job. But I mean, I say we probably got a ninety-five percent, you know, employ, you know, employment rate here. If you want to, when the, you know, when the plant is going. I mean, we got, you know, there's people working on the farms, I mean, and they're making good money, right? You got pension plans, you know, health insurance and all that. So, I mean, we're just, you know, we, we need them to know that, you know, we don't want to die down here. We want us to work and live and, and be happy. But, you know, in order to do that, we got to have health care first. So, I mean, you know, we hopefully they'll just, you know, keep working on it and, uh, and, and keep, uh, you know, keep us in the forefront. And I understand, I mean, yes, there's other, you know, like Bayvert is in trouble, Fogo and, uh, you know, and kid awake, whatever. But like I say, just keep us all, you know, don't be like, yeah, they'll eventually move. I don't, I hope that's not the mentality that anybody's got because we want to, if we're down here, we want to stay here and we want to live here and, you know, and do what we can, right? That's right. I, I've always said that, you know, <clears throat> what, what works for one sometimes don't work for the other one. So, you know, don't, don't peg us all in the same situation, all in the same, in the same category, but, you know, coming across with some solutions. Yep. Uh, even trying solutions. If they don't work, we'll move on to the next one and, and just make yep. sure you know, we get the service that everybody, that everybody. Well, exactly. I mean, just virtual care when that was first brought up, Oh, now that's not going to work down here, but yeah. you know, people are just afraid of, Oh, I want to see the doctor. But once they go, you know, instead of having to go to grandpa's and you can go down there and do a, you know, I have a virtual clinic. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, you know, there, there's a lot of things in the woodwork, this patient care where I think you'd be just, you'd be able to log on on, on your iPad. And they yeah. have a doctor's appointment, right? That's yeah. common. I mean, yeah. everything is changing, right? Technology is making things easier, and, and at least it's an option. And, yeah. you know, let's try everything, right? Yeah. And cross I, it off. It don't work like you said. Cross it off. Move on to the next idea. Exactly. Right? And, and also, keep looking away at it, right? And also our community, when it, when it comes to virtual, I mean, we, we've got people here that, you know, travel to Gandalf to do a virtual meeting with, you know, a, yeah. a St. John's and and we've we've said often you know we we've got space we got the internet we you know we can do virtual at the town hall uh, we can give them a private space out there a private room uh, they don't need to travel to Gander to be honest with you no. do, do no. what they, but they don't have to move to, out of their own uh, or their own community no. That's they right. a family member to be with them uh, yeah. oh, if, if you need a family member uh, right. and if that works it works yeah and I mean what the price of gas in that now I mean people are going to be more you know, uh, easier to, uh, you know, persuade to do that because they don't have to drive to Grand Falls for 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I lots just, of times that's all it is, is yeah. you know, I mean, a 20 minute appointment that's going to cost you $200 just in gas. That's right. right? I think we're, we're, we're all, we're all up for change. If change yep. is, uh, right. and if it's not, well, you know, we, we, have got to find something that do work. And I think, you know, saying that, like you said earlier, I think, you know, uh, this government and, and even the opposition is, is working for, you know, all of us to make sure that, that we do at the end of the day, get some kind of system that do work for all of us. And hopefully, you know, we can get it sooner than, than, uh, than later. Right. Exactly. And like I say, Central Health has been great with us. I mean, you know, the uh, CEO, Andre, she's been on there every meeting. I mean, and I mean, doctors are on there, Dr. Butler or whatever. I mean, they're all on there. I mean, they're, and they're all, you know, trying to do their best. I mean, they see it in our faces. We see it in their faces. I mean, everybody's trying. Nobody wants to be in this situation. Nobody. Right. So, you know, we, 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 you blame all you want, but I mean, it's just a situation that 
I don't know if anybody could have controlled. You know what I mean? I don't know what we could have done to keep this from happening. I, like COVID has changed so much, Tony. I, it, it's a scary world now. But one thing COVID has taught us is that virtual do work. You know what I mean? Yes. So not, we wouldn't have been able to have meetings and stuff like that. But it works. I mean, and it saves money at the same time. You know, for towns or whatever. I mean, I've had a good many meetings where I would have had to travel. Oh yeah. Mayor say like we we had mayors joint mayors meetings. We would have been traveling all over. Now you can, you know, what I mean, you sit down to your desk, have your coffee, and you, you, and you don't have to worry about running into a moose coming over there. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's so yeah. many pluses behind it. You know what I mean? Yes, there's certain times you got to have that in-person meeting, but I mean, it, it'll cut down and, and it saves everybody money, right? So anything's possible, especially yeah. especially with the way technology is this day and age, right? Right on, buddy. So anyway, Steve, I'd like to thank you for coming on with me tonight and talking yep. about your situation and, and your community situation down in down in Hermitage, uh, Sandyville. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I and I think we we all face the same issue across the across the province from uh, from yep. uh, you know from Newfoundland and Labrador from you know all of all every point that we got in our province that uh, uh, we, we we come across the same thing. So I, I appreciate you coming on. Yep, and I, I thank you for having me too, Tony. I appreciate. It. Like I said, I reached out to you because I thought it was a good way for us to have a kind of a formal conversation. Just you know what I mean. Get put everything on the line and just have a great conversation about it. And, you know what I mean? What everybody, you know, anybody who's listening or, or listeners can say, yes, by like, you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty in tune to what's going on and, and they care about their communities and, and their problems, right? And we, and we do. Yeah, and we do. We wouldn't be at it if we didn't because we're doing it for next to nothing. So <laughs> most people think that we're nuts, Tony, but you know what? Somebody got to do it. And I guess that's, that's us for now. So, okay. Anyway, anyway, Steve, thanks for coming on, buddy. You have a good evening. You too, Tony. Okay, Take bye. care. Bye-bye. And that was my conversation with Mayor Steve Crew from Hermitage Sandyville. And on this episode, we focused on the very important issue of healthcare within our province. We chatted about emergency room closures, doctor retention and recruitment, and how important this issue is for all of us. I would like to thank Mayor Crew for taking the time for speaking with me. I also would like to say I did reach out to the health minister's office to get them on with us but was unsuccessful at the time of recording. For more information on this episode's topic, please visit gov.nl.ca or elthaccordnl.ca. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Keats. Thank you for listening, and until we chat again, have a great one.